0: Brown this morning Uh, my co-host Angel Burke is taking care of some personal things she's the executive director of the Dunbar Historical Neighborhood Association and uh, she's uh, uh, taking care of some of those matters today good morning we are having a great week in in the news this week and we've got a, a very interesting show today I have a very special guest he's on his way uh, Antoine Phillips our city director. We're going to talk about a little bit about city politics But first we're also going to talk about what's happening in the news as we always start our show with uh, BC in Headlines and a lot have been going on this week uh, as you all know uh, the number to call in is 501 433 0088 we're going to talk about uh, uh, What's been happening in Washington DC? Uh, with the infrastructure plan with Joe President Joe Biden. We're gonna talk about the bridges, Uh, the uh, the bridge, the I-40 bridge in uh, West Memphis and Memphis. We're gonna talk about the bridge here in Little Rock and what's going on with the construction as we go into the Memorial Day weekend. We're gonna talk a little bit about the economy, uh, inflation. What, how's that impacting you? We're going to also talk about uh, some of the American Rescue Plan dollars that are coming into Little Rock uh, in the form of state uh, Local and county money. There's quite a bit of uh, dollars coming into communities And and then we're gonna talk with our city director Antoine Phillips uh, Who's always been a good, uh, special guest for our show he was on our very first show when we started and he's been on a few other times and he has uh, a lot of important things we're gonna talk about today. And uh, uh, as you know, we like to have our guests to to know a little bit about what's going on in, in news today. And uh, Antoine is always well up to date and has a lot to say about what's going on in our city. So uh, with that, we're gonna get started. Uh, the first thing we're gonna talk about is uh, what's going on. Uh, I know if you've uh, been traveling Anytime in the central Arkansas area or any anywhere in the state of Arkansas, Antoine, there's a lot of traffic going on. Uh, uh, the eye crossing, the development downtown. Uh, I don't know which way to go. <laughs> <laughs> if you, uh, I got off uh, the other day downtown and. Uh, uh, I I was trying to get down to the East end and I said, I, I don't know how I'm going to navigate this, but I, well, I just
1: appreciate you calling it the East end. Okay. see, You know, they, they, they changed the name on us, Wes. Yeah.
0: You know, when they, when, when that, uh, that, I ain't going to say the word gentrification, but, <laughs> but when thing the new development comes in, right, they right. want to rebrand things. So, yep. uh, uh, then we're going to talk about, uh, uh, this week, uh, I listen in on governor Asa Hutchinson's press conference, uh, with uh, Bill Lee, the governor of Tennessee, and they talked about what's going on the bridge. I don't know if you've uh, uh, been keeping up, but the I-40 bridge is closed indefinitely right now. Uh, that is a main U.S. corridor. I mean, if you, uh, I don't go to Atlanta that way or the East Coast that way, but but a lot of folks do. Uh, I generally go U.S. 67 and go that way because I hate going through Memphis <laughs> to, I, to I-40, but a lot of people go that to go to Atlanta or go to Nashville. Uh, but now you can't go They have to they've rerouted the traffic on I-55. Uh, uh, so what's taking place right now, the, uh, if you've been keeping up with the news, they fired one of the employees last week who who they said uh, was supposed to inspect the bridge, but did a, a faulty job. I don't know if you've seen some of those pictures.
1: Yeah, I saw the picture West from uh, I guess they had a drone video from uh, that was the employee must have seen mm-hmm. and uh didn't do anything about it yeah. and the, and that video uh showed you know a substantial i mean they they were calling it a, a crack i mean that's a break yeah. that, that's more than a crack um so and it was i heard i say heard i saw this on social media which i hadn't got this question answered yet but it seems like you know that's that's more than one person's job. You you hate to put that kind of <laughs> yeah, weight on one person. Yeah. And and no one's double checking the work. Yeah, um, and I've know I, I've been across that bridge many times yeah, since we, he's... We've
0: been across that bridge since many times. since
1: um uh, since that inspection happened. So just grateful that the bridge has stood up.
0: Yeah. If you like you said, uh, you can go to blackconsumernews.com. We have a story up, and that video, that YouTube video that Antoine's talking about, it's about two and a half minutes of the drone footage of that crack. And if you look at that crack across, when you look at from the top horizontally, that crack is more than about two and a half inches across. And But if you look at it, it's visible, you can actually see it. Uh, uh, so uh, that is a, a, a lot of weight that, that, that bridge, as we know is 1.8 miles. Imagine uh, if that bridge would have collapsed and something happened. That's a, you, so you've got at one time, you can have as many as 2000 cars on that that bridge at the same time, so uh, uh, a lot of people were saying, "Well, you know, uh, uh, Governor Hutchinson and and Governor Lee of Tennessee were talking about getting commerce going back, but safety in this instance is a lot more." Uh,
1: safety and, is always first.
0: Yeah, just just making sure uh, that uh, we don't know a company out of uh, uh, Omaha, Nebraska, KeyCorp Corporation, a keyword or KeyCorp cut Corporation, they're gonna be the contractor that does the work. They're gonna do it in two phases, uh, and uh, uh, to to basically uh, take the load off of the bridge and then to repair the bridge. Uh, as we said, we don't know how long that's gonna take. But one thing that is happening uh, over the next few weeks, as we know, we're leading into the beginning of the summer driving season and people are ready to travel. According to AAA, 37 million people want to travel uh, this holiday. So if you're going through, uh, if you're going to the East Coast, you're going to Atlanta, or I go down to Florida through Greenville, Mississippi, but a lot of people go through through Memphis, you can't go that way. If you're going north now, you have to go. Uh, a lot of people will go us 67 coming through Arkansas. So uh, and if you go to Memphis, you'll be rerouted on I 55 interstate 55. And they're also doing some inspection of that bridge there. So uh, this holiday season, because people are, uh, uh, as we noticed this week, Mayor uh, Scott on the 15th uh, uh, ended the mass main day. Correct, correct. A lot of people are now wanting to get uh, get uh, moving, get get back. I've been isolated for a right, year. Right, right. Uh, Governor Hutchinson came out in, a, in an address yesterday. He's ending the emergency order during the uh, Memorial Day weekend, so a lot of people will be traveling. The holiday, uh, I'm not going, I don't want to get in that traffic because, <laughs> because uh, what's have- taking place, Arkansas has the or uh, Arkansas Highway Department has a, a, their uh, program, it's called the CAP program, where they're doing over 36 projects across the state. There, if you go down south toward Texarkana, you're gonna run through traffic through Benton area and all down uh, closer to the Texas County State line. If you're going up northwest, you're gonna run through the traffic. But of course we know what's going on here in Little Rock with the Arkansas River Bridge. If out of state has come through Arkansas, they're gonna to have to uh uh know how to get through the traffic that, that would be down well, there. and
1: there there's some good good and bad in that West. Uh I mean the bad we're definitely talking about from a safety standpoint and you know, one thing people always talk about on I forty uh, that we hate is that it's narrow because all the big trucks right. are on mm-hmm. I-40. So you're talking about from a commerce standpoint, and as a person in my day job, I, I, I do truck transportation defense work, so mm-hmm. I represent a lot of trucking companies. Uh, this is impacting you know, their ability to get goods to people. Mm-hmm. And we've, uh, over the past year, if we didn't understand the importance of truck drivers, we appreciate them more now than a year ago because I mean when you were trying to get your hand sanitizer and your mask and your <laughs> yeah. food
0: trucks were uh, delivering
1: tr- trucks were still delivering you getting your Amazon packages yeah, that's uh right. the trucks are still delivering and um, now having that kind of delay in the process where you got to go the other way uh, to get from Tennessee to Arkansas is definitely going to slow things down but with those projects you know I remember in an article a few years ago uh Wes and it was talking about Nashville, mm-hmm. and it said, um, you know, Nashville said they had some like a hundred people moving to their city every day. Mm-hmm. And one thing this our uh, author noticed is that when you went to Nashville, you saw all these cranes, right? Mm-hmm. And he uh, equated the cranes with growth, right? And exactly. when you see people building things, I mean, growth is happening. Um, so. There, that's the good of this. You really? you see the you see the work. There's gonna be some delays, and mm-hmm. and like you, I'm I'm gonna sit at home and avoid the traffic. Uh, but that means that growth is happening throughout the you, state. You're
0: talking about that that growth, Nashville and Las Vegas was probably the two fastest growing cities in the country. Uh, you know, two decades ago, they were actually pretty p- small. Uh, they were large. They were about the size, a little bit larger than a little rock. Right? Exactly. But now they're both of them are well over a million going close to two million. So uh, as you said, and you talked about that, uh, transportation, uh, Arkansas is a major because it's in the center of the United States, major transport corridor because you've got, of course, Walmart, which has its own trucking company, right? You got JB hunt, uh, which is one of the largest trucking companies in the country. You have several smaller, uh, trucking companies in the state of Arkansas, and you also have FedEx. Which has its major, pro- which is in Memphis. So right. You, you can we should see have
1: been in we should have been in Little Rock. Rock. <laughs> it, so uh,
0: with, with Fred Smith being from right. the, being an Arkansas native, right? Uh, we ain't gonna t- we can talk about that later. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. How, <laughs> how we lost that, but the importance of that in corridor, I forty corridor, getting to all points, uh, uh, having the FedEx uh, uh, traffic coming in. Then you have, uh, of course, you said the Amazon. They have a major. Uh, a hub here in Little Rock and then and and Amazon is building more hubs. And then, uh, uh, I think UPS has a hub here. also. So, uh, Arkansas is a major, you've got, uh, two interstates crisscrossing. Uh, so it's an important transportation corridor and you're going up to I-40 to Memphis, which is a major transportation and and Governor Hutchinson and some of our senators have been talking about. But the key issue uh, that has been brought up, of course, is the infrastructure plan. President Joe Biden has introduced a 4.1 trillion uh infrastructure plan and people are talking about this in that uh uh one of his plans is talks about building bridges 10,000 bridges and as we know the Arkansas River bridge and the Memphis bridge are about the same age 50 years and all across the country we have bridges that are about the same age so I guarantee you if we do a lot of inspections, it's going to scare some people, right? Because we're going to see that the the that uh, uh, the condition of these bridges, condition of these roads, are starting to degrade. And, and that's an
1: important point because I mean I know it's probably got lost in all the back and forth about the I thirty expansion here in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that started yes because we learned that that bridge needed some structural repairs, and because of that, mm-hmm. it was like well if we're going to do the repairs why not take the opportunity to, to widen to, it. to widen it mm-hmm. so that 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 same kind of thing could have happened right here in little rock
0: yeah and, and and the thing is is there are bridges uh according to the biden plan every city every urban area in the country has older bridges i don't know if you if you travel across the south you see some of these bridges especially because you have a large you have the arkansas river if you go to tulsa you got a a big a river expansion there you go all across the south where the where these major ridges crosses you see these old bridges that are still been built uh well over 50 years or more so that is a major concern also we saw this winter with the energy grid uh MISO, and uh, most people don't know that 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 uh MISO and Southwest Power Pool both have uh, state-of-the-art command centers here in Little Rock where they uh, uh, control the flow of energy and we saw we were one switch uh, a few hours from losing all of our power during the winter storm. we, we
1: were very fortunate
0: and, and the thing is is that just like uh, 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 the uh, bridge system and the highway system our energy grid is old uh, we saw with the colonial pipeline situation up in Northwest where the hackers shut down that colonial transport uh, Probably 40% of the fuel in the country on the East Coast. And if they're shut down. And
1: th- that's when we saw all the people going to the gas station, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And Colonial is all over the South. Uh, uh, yeah. And then here in Little Rock, most people don't know Magellan, which is out of Tulsa a pipeline company. Most of our fuel comes in from Magellan, coming through Fort Smith, and the pipeline comes underground all the way from Fort Smith into Little Rock. And those systems, Magellan has invested over the last year to upgrade that system. But our energy grid, what President Biden's plan, it looks at energy grid, it looks at uh, internet uh, broadband, which is uh, in my lifetime, they they were built, but those systems are getting old. Of course, we know from Detroit and the situation of the water systems, public transport, and the electric, uh, 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 what uh, a lot of people are talking about over the next uh, decade, there will be no possibly not be any more gas cars. So you see the uh, the car companies are GM Ford and all of the the European car countries, they're saying they by 2030, they will be completely uh, rid of gas powered cars. So to have that, you have to do what they did back when there were gas. When we first had gas cars, you have to have gas stations. So you're going to have to have electric charging stations over, but we don't have that right now.
1: We don't have. We only have a couple in that sparse, and it also you talk about the other thing. We have to prepare the, our grid to handle the increased usage,
0: right? Of of power, right? Yeah, electric, and, and the and uh, you got uh, the the companies like uh, Energy uh, Corporation, which is in four states: Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas. They're working with other utilities, but the issue for them is not our public convenience is profit <laughs> if, right. they, if they don't make if they're not gonna be able to make profit by putting these out and getting cutbacks or uh, tax uh, cuts or tax credit from the governor to to build this infrastructure then they're not going to uh, put all those billions of dollars that have been needed uh, let's let's talk about a uh, uh, you know the plan our congressional officials have said uh, our uh, we have six, two senators and four congressmen who have said they won't vote for the infrastructure plan in its entirety. They they just want you to take out the roads and the bridges and make that a separate plan. Uh, how do you think that that's going to pan out? I, I, especially with what's taking place in Washington D.C. and and the tenor of of the back and forth. Uh, 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 with uh, with everything else that's going on with the two parties,
1: no, I mean the the conventional wisdom is, um, you know, Joe Biden and uh, President Joe Biden and, and Vice President Harris uh, have the leverage mm-hmm. to state mm-hmm. plans and get them through the House and through the Senate because they have the numbers on their side, um, and you know people people gonna. You know, take our they're gonna take every chance they get yeah. uh to to push back. And I, I think this is exactly what, what this is, but you would hope uh with what happened right here in Arkansas. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think uh Congressman, is it Westman, he has the fourth district yeah. where this yeah. bridge. Yeah. So you would think what happened in with this Arkansas uh Tennessee bridge, you would hope that would change some mm-hmm. tenor and say, Look, this is over past due. Yeah. Yes. Um, obviously, because this crack has been in this bridge for who knows how long and how many cars would have been on it if it failed. And, um, and,
0: and you see the business community yeah. is actually, which is normally leans conservative, right. Republican. They are supporting uh, this infrastructure plan, saying that that we need to have an infrastructure plan because it creates jobs and it creates those cranes. Right. That and you and were talking you're about. talking about growth. You're ta- they create jobs. It creates growth uh and you see automatically going downtown you see the i30 construction you see all those cranes you see those construction crews i've heard that it employs about 2000 people uh, to be, be able, and that's going to extend it to
1: 2024. Well, and, and, that's, and that's a great point, and I'm, I'm going to take us a little bit, probably not necessarily where you wanted us to go, Wes, but I'm, I'm going to go there because this is black consumer news, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And this is an opportunity not only for, you know, me and my role at the city, but, you know, people' role in state and federal government. Uh, when you talk about infrastructure plan and, and at the numbers that we're talking about them at and this type of growth, Mm -hmm. it's incumbent on us to make sure that that growth happens within our community too. Yeah. Uh, That not only that we're, you know, these bridges affect everyone. Everyone's driving over this bridge, Mm -hmm. but who's getting the opportunity to do the work Mm -hmm. to repair the bridges? Is it the same companies that always get the work? Are we making sure that in order for you to get this type of governmental contract, we want to make sure that, your your company isn't all white. Right. Just to keep it one hundred, that you have that you have a diverse company. Are we reaching out to smaller companies to make sure that they're partnering with larger companies in the construction industry to make sure that we're spread in this opportunity? Because. We gonna spend a lot of money, mm-hmm. which means somebody making a lot of money, yes, right? Man, that's that's right. kind of how money goes. Somebody spending it, somebody making it. <laughs> making it. Uh, and we need to make sure that we're we're uh, you know evening out the playing field to some degree, giving other uh, other companies and folks opportunity to to take part of of what you know has been the backbone of many companies is government contracts.
0: That's right. That's right. Especially. And a lot of times that's the entry point for a lot of black companies to get started and then they grow and then they diversify. Right. Uh, So that that is important. You you went there, so we're going to go there. (laughs) Uh, We're talking about our our, our, we talked about the federal infrastructure. We talked about that state infrastructure that's going on uh, with the the construction here in Little Rock and across the state with the CAP program and and the Arkansas Highway Department. The local infrastructure, uh, 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 Mayor Scott has has come out with a bold plan that the people of Little Rock voted for him to do. Uh, and now we, as we know, and you, you got to, got to seat at the, the table right in front absolutely, and seen uh, uh, a situation where uh, uh, the city council voted 10, uh, eight to two to delay uh, the progress of the plan for, for, an additional two months uh uh a prog- a plan that he put forth in his uh state of the city address uh he came here and talked to us and and uh bold plans it has what you 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 mentioned we've been talking about infrastructure uh as we know when you drive when i drove here and you drove here there are some needs in our city in terms of infrastructure in our communities that have long been forgotten uh there's other needs that that he has in his plan but but uh, one of the things I, I and, and I, I don't have that seat at the table, but in the media, I get to, to ask questions. Absolutely. And one of the things that I see is the balance of power has has to change. Uh, uh, in state government, in federal government, you've got three branches in the federal government here. and At the state capitol, you got the governor who has his power and then the legislature here. But in the city, it seems as though, And and you're you're a city director. I am. I am. But I believe and a lot of people believe unconstitutionally that the balance of power is not correct here in Little Rock, uh, that the city directors get to, uh, uh, the mayor has some power, but he can't, everything that he does has to come through basically come through the, uh, the city director. So what is going to take place in terms of, uh, that balance of power? Uh, and, and let's talk specifically about uh, about the mayor's plan and what's going to take place, and what has to be, uh, what should people know right now that's going on.
1: Well, you you, you said a lot, and I, I want to respond to it all because I think it's all great questions. So, uh, just so I can make mental notes, this, these are the things I'm going to talk about. One, where we are as it relates to the rebuild the rock sales tax plan, and then two, you you talked about uh, kind of a form of government issue as it mm-hmm. relates to. Uh, the mayor's role and the city board's role. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna try to address both of those. Okay. Um, as it relates to the rebuild the Rock sales tax proposal, uh, the mayor unveiled the plan mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago. We as a board uh, became aware of it. I think it was March 25th when it was public during the state of the city address. Uh, We had multiple opportunities to talk about it. I was pretty outspoken Mm -hmm. at the board meetings about us having conversations to address concerns. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I still feel that way. And I I said this to my colleagues, and I'm not going to walk it back. I mean, we have a responsibility not only to the people, but responsibility to one another to talk about these issues. Because, Wes, I'm going to have a perspective that my colleagues don't have. Mm -hmm. So I have to share that with them. Right they're going to have a perspective that I don't have. So they need to share that with me. Uh, And then we can kind of work through the process and and try to get the best plan on the table. Um, You know, we did not have a very uh, robust robust discussion (laughs) by any means for a couple weeks. Uh, We had one week where there was some discussion. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was some concerns were addressed by different uh, board members. Um, and I think the mayor was receptive to those concerns, and he came back the following week and mentioned, uh, okay, I listen to you. Mm-hmm. I know you've been listening to your constituents. Here is a updated version of the plan to address some of these issues, such as adding more money to the police department, which mm-hmm. I'm on record saying, you know, that's not what I think we should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also understand that there are people in the city of Little Rock who thinks that's something we should do? There are my colleagues who think there's that's something we should do. So
0: you have that natural back and forth, right? In in a in in an in, as attorney, you understand the negotiating process. You're coming back forth. Then the mayor did what he was supposed to do: come back with an updated proposal. Now uh, the response from the city board was to come back and delay.
1: Right. So they came back. They we. <laughs> uh came back the following week and before the week we were supposed to vote on this uh, a motion was made uh to table this for 60 days mm-hmm. Two months. I- Ironically we were tabling it to the day that the people of Little Rock were supposed to vote on it so Ju- we Mid July July 13th was supposed to be the election day we have delayed it where we're now supposed to vote on it on July 13th and then that would allow the people of Little Rock to vote at the earliest, I guess the first Tuesday in September is mm-hmm. the earliest that it could happen. Uh, so there was a 8-2 to two vote to delay.
0: Mm-hmm. You and Doris Wright, Wright were against it? No, no, no. Irma uh, Hendricks. Irma Hendricks. Irma
1: yeah. Hendricks and I voted against it because I, I've taken the position that uh, this is a vote to allow the people to vote. Mm-hmm. And I've had people contact me, Wes, and, and express displeasure with the vote, and I, I've told them. I said, look, only thing I'm doing is it's giving you an opportunity to say yes or no. Right. I'm not making you do it. If I vote yes, doesn't mean West has to vote
0: yes. What you're saying is put it in the hands of the people.
1: Put it in the hands of the people. Let the people decide on whether they want to do this or not, uh, and no and no need to delay. Hmm. Um, my colleagues disagree with that. A majority of them did. So now we're waiting until uh, July 13th to have the vote. So that's what we are from a procedural standpoint. We're going to vote July 13th. Uh, hopefully, I, and I'm I'm optimistic that we will pass it, and the people will get to decide but on this.
0: Before we get to the question of the form of government, okay. I want, want to throw in a few questions. the 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 city directors have, through these these years, have an just as as you because the city directors have quite a bit of power. You have an opportunity to propose a plan. Has there been any alternative plans uh, that we know there was not any before? The, the mayor came for. But now people are coming forth and saying we let's let's do this plan. But why why haven't these conversations been had before the The mayor has done his job. He started this conversation. He brought it to the table. Uh but now uh, the city directors want to delay and not move forward when the people are saying and 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 this is from from what I'm hearing and and, and is that people let us decide
1: yeah let, let the people vote um, that that's that's democracy mm-hmm. um, and that's what our, our country is built on and and what you're getting at Wes, is kind of it kind of bleeds into the formal government question because um, city directors for people who don't know this is a part-time position mm-hmm. um, our only formal obligation is to attend the board meetings mm-hmm. obviously it's more to it than that you got to do work before and after the board meetings. Uh, but that's our only obligation. The mayor has a job of being the CEO of the city Mm -hmm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And he proposed it to us, as you mentioned. Uh, We didn't have that much discussion. And then finally there was an uh, alternate plan that was uh, proposed by uh, city director Lance Hines. Uh, From what I've seen at the board meetings, I don't think that plan has really Garnered any support among mm-hmm. uh, our colleagues? So the plan that we have is the one that the mayor's proposed.
0: Well, he's the CEO. The plan should start with him, and then if that plan is rejected, then start with another plan. Right,
1: and and that's and that's what I was getting at. To the former government, as a part-time employee, uh, I don't want it to be my mm-hmm. responsibility to come up with the plan. I, I want mm-hmm. the mayor or whoever that is to say. Okay, I've talked to the department directors. Mm -hmm. I've talked to the police department, the fire department, the planning department, housing and neighborhoods. i talked to my education uh, liaison. Here are the things, the parks department, here are Mm -hmm. the things that we want to see happen. Here's how much money they think they would need to do what we, to make this vision become a reality. And then you bring it to us and we say, great or not so
0: great. And then go from there. Here, you and you mentioned that that part-time response. Here's here's the problem I see, and I see it in the business world. I see it in the nonprofit world. You have uh, a situation where you've hired someone to be the day-to-day manager of what's going on in city or whatever operations, whether it's a corporation. Uh, It would be uh, the board of directors for most corporations, Fortune 500. They provide oversight uh, to come back regularly and say. Uh, we need to do this better. It's oversight, but they give the responsibility to the CEO or the chief executive, and they don't micromanage. And they don't start. <laughs> no, no, you, you don't <laughs> don't use <laughs> those type of words now. Where you don't, start some. You don't get involved in day-to-day <laughs> operations, and that goes back to the question we're going to answer: the form of government. Uh, a lot of people, and 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 I, I came from Tulsa, and I covered, seen this 20 years ago. Where, where, the 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 form of government, where the uh, the the city directors were involved in day to day operation, they had you had taxation without representation, uh, and the city of uh, 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 people in in Tulsa did file the federal lawsuit, and the federal government came in and enforced the city of Tulsa uh, uh, to change its form of government. Now, uh, there's been some talk of this the the city directors actually voting to act, cause themselves to fire I don't see them doing that uh, uh, but but so tell us about this question of form of government, and what eventually i believe uh that that we should do like the, the john John Walker did with the the, the 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 when the the school we wasn't getting representation right. though, uh is just to file a lawsuit a lot of people don't want to go that route so what 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 are you seeing? And, and I know in your first few months you've shown some frustration with the process and 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 how the city of du bois operates. So what's gonna happen and take place? Well,
1: I, I appreciate you giving that background and um, And and I said this during the campaign uh, when I was running and and I'm gonna be true to my word uh, I, I've always had held the belief mm-hmm. that our form of government is inefficient uh, the way it's currently operating and you and you see in it. You see it more I see it more now that I'm sitting on the other side of the table. David, you up seeing it up front. Um, it's one thing to see it as a citizen and say well, you know people don't understand who represents them We don't know who is accountable for what actions uh, but when you're talking about Making decisions and moving the city forward uh, our former government Inherently slows that down. Mm-hmm uh, so what to just to give context for people who listen we have ten city directors mm-hmm. seven of them represent wards three of them are uh, at large uh, mm-hmm. um, we have a city manager who before uh, 2007 kind of operated the city mm-hmm. and the mayor was in a ceremonial role right in 2007 we as a city voted to make the mayor a full-time position Uh, Along with still having a city manager, along with still having ten board members with three at largest, so we have this hodgepodge of different governments. Some some cities just have a city manager. Right. Some people have a strong mayor. Mm -hmm. Some cities have just only wards. Right. Some cities have only at largest. We got all of them. (laughs) (laughs) We we are doing a lot of different forms of government uh, here here in our city. Uh, and I think it has slowed down the progress So when you talk about Filing a lawsuit As a lawyer You know I'm not going to Tell anyone not to Exercise their rights mm-hmm. uh, And redress in our Courts of law But as a serious director I think it's on me To address that issue And it starts with um, The I think the At-large directors mm-hmm. Now I'm an at-large Director Right And I've told people
0: And I still feel this way Today I don't think that's what's best for the city hmm but uh, you 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 made yourself avail yourself to the form of government that we have that
1: we have exactly I said well if we're gonna do it this way then I think I'm a great person to help move the city along in mm-hmm. this fashion but ultimately I think we need to have a truer form of mayor council form of government where things could happen uh, efficient more efficiently than we have them happen now I think some of our board meetings, uh, if you've been watching them, they're they're more entertaining
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: than they probably should be, and part of that is because our form of government. Uh, I think you eliminate that with a with a change of form of government, and ultimately accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, we all know where the buck stops, right? And in those form of government, the buck stops with the mayor. But in our form of government, you can say, well. The city
0: board then, well, then allowed the mayor to execute his vision, then, and then in that process, you, there's nobody held accountable to say, and and the same same old same old continues along, and 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 uh, it, it, the one thing that is, that is clear, and and we haven't, and I, and I don't don't expect you to, to dive into the the issue of of racism, but systematic racism, but but some people believe that the form of government because of the at-large positions that that we have a majority, uh, uh, and and you're going to see when the 2020 census data comes right. back in that that Little Rock is a majority, almost majority, or near majority. Well, I would say black- this, Wes.
1: So I I I'll disagree with you a little bit. I don't care what the census says. Mm-hmm. We're that's, a
0: majority-minority
1: city. That's if you right. drive around Little Rock, you yeah, can tell.
0: Exactly, exactly. And, and 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 but but then you will have the data to come back and say. This is what the city and I believe at that point, it will be time for uh, someone to come in and say, uh, uh, legally this, this form of government is not constitutional. And then someone would step forward and, and take that bold step of, 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 filing that lawsuit, which in, in, I've seen it in other cities. Once that lawsuit is filed, then, then the city, uh, uh, the city directors then get off their seat and begin to do what what they need to do and change the form of government and
1: and you talk about the form of government and systematic racism uh i mean what we have today kind of comes from that i mean Mm -hmm. we have a city manager form of government because what was happening in in the 50s as it relates to desegregation as it relates to labor unions and my understanding of the history is that we changed to a city manager form of government Because we wanted to get the politics Mm -hmm. out of local government because there was an uprising of labor unions now we're desegregating Mm -hmm. and we didn't want our city government to be succumbed to that so we wanted a city manager who worked for a city board and wasn't hired or fired by the people Mm -hmm. so then over the years you know we have that form of government with at-large directors then we decide we need Ward plus at-large directors in the early 90s, and then you end up
0: what we have today, um, which— a, a government that's not fully efficient.
1: That's not fully efficient, um, and I, I'm a part of it, and I'm, I'm not running from that. I'm, I'm part of this process, and I, I take on that responsibility. Uh, but to ultimately answer your question, should someone fall lawsuit? I can't tell you to do that or not to do that, but what I can tell you as a city director— I'm working and will be working to try to change the form of government even if that means I'm losing my part-time job as your city director because I think that's the right thing for the city
0: well, let's, let's let's work backwards for a moment and talk about uh, this this sales tax uh, uh, situation uh, uh, it, it going back to 2012 when it was first implemented by uh, I think it's 2012 2011 2011, 2011. Uh, uh, by the people and it 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 ends. On uh, January 1st 2022 the and, and the mayor proposal is to add I think it's five eighths
1: yeah so and I was actually talking to a constituent about this last night so it's a good point and I'm glad that we got time to kind of get into the details of it is mm-hmm. so in 2011 uh, we as a city voted on uh, a three-eighths and a five eight cents cell tax. as mm-hmm. two different taxes mm-hmm. uh, you may remember this little rock cent mm-hmm. is, is what it was called at the time and mm-hmm. that three eight cent of that cent sales tax expires or sunsets mm-hmm. December thirty first of this year.
0: And some of the things that it paid for is the Little Rock Technology Park uh, uh, that's downtown. Uh, we had several fire stations, uh, the uh, sub police substation on Twelfth Street. Yep. Uh, so uh, so you see the benefits from that, uh, uh, and so let's come in where where Mayor. Uh, uh, Scott's proposal meets this right
1: so his, his proposal uh, That he submitted to the board meets this because that three eight cents sales tax expires in December 31st of, of this year mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of emails with a lot of text messages, a lot of phone calls people saying, okay well, why are we waiting to do this now or? Why aren't we doing this during a general election because people have a uh, mm-hmm. negative connotation with special elections mm-hmm. well for context this was tried. They, they tried to do it last year, mm-hmm. uh, but then the coronavirus happened, mm-hmm. uh, so you couldn't do it. And then people saying, "Well, why don't you wait to next year to when there's a general election to get higher turnout?" Well, uh, that money's going away. I mean, the analogy I use. I mean, you go to your job and you're making whatever you're making at your job just to use round number. Say you make fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and you go to your job, you say, "You know what?" I don't want to make fifty thousand dollars anymore. I want to make thirty thousand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what we're doing, exactly. Right, and so what his what this tax does? Not only does it reinstitute that three eight cent sales tax, it adds a five eight cent sales tax on with it to make mm. the full penny. Making one penny uh, added to our our sales tax in the city to allow us to be the city that we want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a very simple example, uh, you know, I give. Uh, We all travel different places. I mean, we were talking about earlier about, you know, we get on 40, we go to Memphis. Mm -hmm. We get on 30, we go to Dallas. Uh, And we go to those places because they offer things that we don't have in our city. Exactly. And when you go to those places, you know how they pay for those things? (laughs) They pay for those things through sales taxes. With
0: referendums.
1: Right, absolutely. So, And we're trying to make those things available for you right here. And that was a big part of my campaign. And that's why I was so excited uh, when the mayor produce uh his plan because i said i want us to have better recreational options in our city mm-hmm. um, and i want little rock to be a city where you don't feel like i want to do x so i got to go to dallas mm-hmm. i want to do y i have to go to atlanta i mm-hmm. want to do z i have to go to tulsa you that shouldn't be the case mm-hmm. but for us to be able to do those things that we do other places right here in our own backyard we have to invest in ourselves
0: let me let me ask you this question uh, the usually after uh one of the Interesting thing I've seen about Mayor Scott's campaign and, and and then to becoming mayor, he has kept the enthusiasm and the momentum and uh, in his administration. Usually that honeymoon period uh, after the campaign and you become uh, uh, an elected official, you've got six months to a year and that honeymoon's over. It seems like uh, Mayor Scott's honeymoon has extended because of his economic development. Uh, plans that he's brought to the city his his get his ability to get out and talk to people get in in the community but some people believe it, is that it, with this particular situation right now with the city council he's hit that that honeymoon phase is, has in so to speak <laughs> right and now he has to to get in and dig in and 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 and, and do a little dirty work in, in terms of that uh the one of the things that, that, that I think had brought that enthusiasm to this campaign is because we see ourselves in the plans of the city uh, i don't think in our past uh, mayors or, uh, uh mayor delhi to to some degree had had us included in, in those plans and then we skipped over to mayor scott and, and, and but now we see that do you see that that enthusiasm waning what and i know you talked to the mayor and you and you uh, uh what what is going to take to keep that momentum going that, that's a great question and when you was talking about his honeymoon period
1: has extended I was I was gonna say well if you ask him I don't know if he feels that way <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah I know it.
1: uh but I mean and, and this is the game uh of of politics yeah. that that at some point uh I, I had a friend um I give him a shout out on here. Virgin Miller told me a long time yeah. ago, mm-hmm. everybody likes you until you have to take a position, mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you take position that's gonna some people not gonna like it, and 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 that happens, and that's when the honeymoon ends, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. And, and the way you extend that is you, uh, I forget the song, uh, but I hear it on Jalen and Jacoby podcast all mm-hmm. the time. And said, you got to give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Yeah, that's yeah. how you extend the honeymoon. Is that you talk to the people, you know the people, you have relationships with people throughout the city, and you say these things are important to you, so they're important to me. So I'm gonna work to make those things happen. So that's how you extend the honeymoon, and you extend it by, you know, doing things that's gonna really impact people, things that are bold, and doing what you said you was gonna do when people voted for you, mm-hmm. uh, and. You know, we've seen some of the polling numbers related to some of the initiatives in, in within the Rebuild the Rock proposal. People like these things. These things are game changers for uh, mm-hmm. families in our, our city, and it makes Little Rock a city that people want to live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that's how you do it. You, you give the people what they want, and based on what I've seen and what I've heard, obviously there's gonna be naysayers with every sales tax mm-hmm. obviously everyone's not gonna let out every part of the sales tax I don't mm-hmm. uh, but over the overwhelming uh, part I mean portion of this I'm all I'm, I'm supportive of, and the people of little rock in support of and that's how you extend the honeymoon
0: if you want to see uh, uh, you know, the details of that report go to BlackConsumerNews.com. you see uh, the mayor's video out there we did a story on him and, and outlined some of those uh, uh, details of those plans are uh, uh ranging from infrastructure needs to uh to quality of life issues to to uh uh bringing making as, as antoine talked about making little rock the new south uh the the king of the new south uh, where where we would have the same amenities that 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 we see when we go to other Urban areas, and we'll keep those cranes uh, <laughs> uh, going up in, in and, our city. And
1: if I can jump in there, West, you can also check it out. So I know you have the story, mm. uh, but LittleRock.gov. Uh, I mean, if you go there, the the plan is there, um, and it outlines what 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 we're trying to do. And if you have any questions uh, about it, you can email me. Mm. Uh, it's it's my job to vote on this to give you opportunity to vote on it, and. You can email me at Antoine at LittleRock dot Antoine at Little
0: So what is the next step? Where you've got that to, you've got two months to to, to to rule on this, to to sit on this, to talk on this? Are are you and the city councils having is it is a two month delay just sitting and doing nothing or <laughs> or is it two months that you're sitting down and having conversations to move A plan forward that will benefit all the citizens of Little Rock.
1: Well, that's a great question, and I asked that same question during one of the board meetings. I said, "What what is going to happen between now and July 13th?" Uh, And I think ultimately, uh, there's more information uh, that that will be shared to those who think they hadn't had opportunity to have their questions answered. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, there are some, you know,
0: questions about the
1: American Rescue Plan dollars. Uh,
0: uh, and let's go. But there's 37.7 million dollars that come out of the American Rescue Plan that comes specifically to Arkansas's 14 largest city Little Rock being the largest, we get 37.7 million. The county gets 76 million, and the state of Arkansas gets about 1.6 billion. So, uh, so ahead. yeah. So, and, and maybe we can touch on that later.
1: But what happens between now and July 13th, from a city board's perspective? It's us just answering questions from our constituents to give them the opportunity to mm. be more informed, explaining to them the disconnect between those thirty-seven million dollars and the sales tax. That's mm-hmm. those are th- those well, are one time. One is one time and that you have to spend or mm. allocate before the end of twenty twenty four for very specific uses related We're to like the, COVID. Related to uh COVID impact. And then the other one is City building for mm-hmm. the future
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, But making sure people understand those 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 a- yeah, that's an apple and orange comparison. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Those those are two different buckets <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that, that should not be intermixed and actually I, I reviewed the guidance uh, yesterday mm-hmm. There's a 134 page report uh, and I started reviewing it yesterday and there's parts of the report that says verbatim Wes, mm-hmm. this money should not be used to mm-hmm. delay or uh, Mix. deny, or overcome sales tax,
0: Mi- or or yeah, doing having that mixing it in with with other right, uh, right. Other, the, other, the, the government's pretty
1: clear about that, and it's also pretty clear that this money is to you know, like you said, to help COVID and help communities that have been adversely impacted. Disproportionately mm-hmm. by what happened in 2020 with the coronavirus, and, and
0: we also have that story on Black Consumer News, and you can go and see the details of how those buckets of money are out there. The 14 cities in Arkansas that that received, the counties, every county in the, in the state received some of, yeah. uh, some of the rescue money, and every all 50 states received their share. Out of I think of a uh, little bit over four hundred billion dollars. So. Correct,
1: I think that's correct. So to get back to you, to your question though, what what happens in the the interim, we we you, we continue to answer questions uh, from our constituents to make sure they're they're pretty informed. But I gave this analogy uh, to someone yesterday, uh, Wes. What we're doing right now mm-hmm. uh, is the announcement of a campaign. I mean I you know I've been involved in a lot of campaigns the most recent one is mine <laughs>
0: um,
1: and there was a point where I announced hey everyone Antoine Phillips is running for office mm-hmm. that's all we're doing right now is this cell tax and then that's the day when we vote on it then the public will have 60 days for us to make sure that they know everything that's going on before you go press the button mm-hmm. um, right now this sounds may not come across the right way West but it's factual Right now, only ten people get to vote, and that's the ten people on yeah, the board of directors.
0: Yeah, that. So,
1: so all the information should, kind of should be with us. I mean, and, and and I'm not trying to be anti-democratic, but we're the ones that's voting right now. So then, once we vote, then we'll have sixty days to make sure that this quote-unquote campaign to make sure that our uh, information campaign that our public is aware of it. So when you get ready
0: to go press yay or nay, <clears throat> you understand what's going on, right? right Uh, so uh, when is your when is the next city board meeting and uh, what is the in the interim uh, while you you're waiting 60 money to discuss something that that is in in, I I guess I'll get over those side that I see a little bit of lack of focus in in how the city board operates gets off on on these side issues that really have nothing to do with governing uh, but that's just my uh, that's just my opinion to throw in right there. Uh, but but in the end, what when is your next meeting and what does the agenda look like? And what in terms of moving the city forward is in on the agenda of the city directors? That's, that's a great question. So I'm going give
1: a little uh, kind of one on one for our listeners. We meet every Tuesday mm-hmm. um, and on We meet every Tuesday, first and third Tuesday we meet at four. Second and fourth Tuesday we meet at four o'clock, first and third we meet at six o'clock. Every Friday, if you go to littlerock.gov website, our agenda is posted. So right. you can check out our agenda the Friday before the Tuesday and you can know exactly what we're going to be talking about the following Tuesday. So this upcoming Tuesday, uh, we will have a four o'clock meeting and part of that meeting was We will be discussing the American Rescue Plan. Right. We will have a presentation from the staff about the dollars we receive, their understanding of what the guidance are. It's going to be our our opportunity as board members to talk to one another and ask questions about how we can use this money Mm -hmm. uh, and try to determine the best way to impact our community with this money we receive from the federal government. So that's what's happening on Tuesday. Um, And what's happening uh, kind of long term for the city board There's always things that's going to pop up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I highlight something that just we just did uh, last week. We passed an ordinance to make marijuana arrests low priority Mm -hmm. uh, for the city, and that's something that Director Ken Richardson got passed. Uh, I understand he's been working on that since 2018. Right, and this was uh, I saw an article. He said, "Well, I guess third time's the charm." (laughs) Uh, So he's he's brought this before the board a few different times and finally got that passed to make sure that our you know people are not getting arrested for. Uh, For ha-
0: something that's been sold around the corner, exactly at a retail location, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we have
1: things like that 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 comes up all, all the time throughout throughout the year. And mostly, what we do is responsive to you, mm-hmm. responsive to the listeners of Black Consumer News. So if you have things that you think should happen, you need to contact your representative, your your board member, and say, "Hey, th- this is important to me. What can we do about it?"
0: Right. Now, uh, uh, we are uh, moving out of the uh what we call the post-pandemic right. era uh what uh and we we've saw the governor in the, the emergency audience on the 30th uh, the mayor has in a massive mandate with some fee regulations meaning that uh, so on certain government properties and and private businesses they can uh mandate whatever they right uh, they choose to but but what, and, and
1: people, you can still wear your mask if you want to. Yeah. No one's stopping you. Yeah. You, you I, still I, have that I, choice. I
0: still carry mine in my pocket. <laughs> uh, uh, so what What uh, are we going to see in terms of post-pandemic momentum uh, for the city? of people are going to be looking uh, for for uh, new ideas and, and things that are in line uh, with many of the questions were, uh, that were raised during uh, during the pandemic? The health care inequ- inequities, uh the mayor had a uh, 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 diversity, equity and inclusion director and that, that an issue, these social justice issues that are in our community, uh, economic development issues, healthcare inequities, as I, as I mentioned, uh, uh, related to, to our uh, uh, people of color. So what uh, does the, the city of directors um, mean to study or look to, to plan, to strategize, to have a post pandemic agenda uh, as we, uh, uh, as things begin to open up and pick up? Uh,
1: the, the great question. The, the first answer to that is I, I really think that's why uh, passing this Rebuild of Rock sales tax is so important, to help us push Little Rock past this pandemic into the future that we all hope that Little Rock can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, 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 you brought up a couple of different things that are important in our city, and I think we're starting to see things happen. I'm also a member of the uh, Advertising and Promotion Commission West. Right. Um, so we're starting to see our downtown kind of gain some fervor. you If you go down there on the weekends, you see people out. Mm-hmm. People are s- traveling to Little Rock now, staying in our hotels.
0: You want to? Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm actually after we leave the show, I'm going down to the the convention center, the Home Builders Association have is is going back to holding their in-person right annual convention which is one of the largest convention in the state so you're starting to see that activity right so
1: you're going to start seeing you talking about post-pandemic we're going to start to see those things happen uh within our city but you you brought up some things that are are currently already being done and hope to be accelerated uh with the with the with the passage of tax. so one uh, we saw a lot of social justice things that happened in 2020 uh, we have uh, revised our policing policies uh, as it relates to how the police interact uh, and arrest folks. So, obviously, you know, we got the choke ban. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we institute a citizen review board uh, for disciplining of officers when, that, when that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've uh, hired a social worker for our police department. Uh, this sales tax allows us to hire more social workers for mm-hmm. the police department to address some of those issues. Uh, you mentioned the hiring of the diversity and inclusion officer, uh, Ms. Deon Jackson, gonna have, help the mayor see everything from an equity lens as mm-hmm. we make decisions throughout the city. Um, so th- th- those things are already happening. Mm-hmm. from From a city wide standpoint, we gotta continue to invest and show people that we care about all parts of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why, um, you know, a few months ago we passed the targeted community development initiative in the city. And that's something big that's on the table for us right now, where we're going to build a task force of people from each, all these different wars that have been underserved and find resources to say, okay, what do you need in your community? Mm-hmm. What's going to make your community better? You live there, you see it every day. Is it the revamping of this storefront? Is it you know adding more community programs to your local community center so i think on the immediate future for 2021 we have to figure out how to uh use those targeted community development dollars uh to be strategic and impacting certain parts of our city
0: we have about one minute i appreciate you uh absolutely you know, we, we, uh coming in I uh, uh, don't, don't never have enough time when you come in. so we're gonna have to <laughs> are you saying you? i talk hey, too hey, much west no I, I, <laughs> I, we, we, we have a lot of issues that we want to talk about no i uh, but I, one of the things I do want to talk about when we come back, when I talk about Larry Jiggly announced that he's stepping Absolutely. down. Uh, so we're going to talk about the issue of, of, uh, who, what we do our city needs as in, in terms of a prosecuting attorney, because we, we've been talking about those social justice issues. We want to have you back and talk about that and then talk about the upcoming, uh, we're, uh, come November will be one year from another election. So, right. Uh, right. So we want to talk about some of the issues. So again, uh, our city councilor uh, Antoine Phillips would uh, just enjoy having you on and hearing what you have to say. He has a very bright political future, and we look forward to having <laughs> you back. Also, uh, I don't know what Angel is doing. Angel, uh, uh, going to let you have your chair back when you come back. And yeah, I-, I-, I
1: talked to her on the way. I, I said, "I'm just—it's just going to be me and Wes." She said. You know, I trust y'all. Oh, so. yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll, she'll let us know if we did a good job or okay, not, right, yes. Wes? Yeah, we will. <laughs> uh, again, this is Black Consumer News. Go to our website at uh, blackconsumernews.com. Check out uh, many of the stories that we're talking about, and we're going to be uh, covering these issues so that you can be informed and make the right decision for what's going on in the city of Little Rock. Thank you. Have a good day. Have a good Friday.